Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The 11 to 1 show. Sinead Brazel on LMFM. Pink, so what? Kicking us off this Wednesday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you are keeping well. You can get in touch 086 1800 658. Now, you will have heard on the station since the weekend that LMFM are very much supporting our local women and children's refuges in the Louth and Meath area. And this is all part of the 16 Days of Action Against Domestic Violence. So it's a global campaign aimed at raising awareness and taking action to end domestic violence and gender-based abuse. So we are supporting the Women's Aid and Dundalk, Drogheda Women and Children's Refuge and Meath Women's Refuge. So we're highlighting their work and the support services. All of the details about this campaign, by the way, can be found on lmfm.ie. And on Monday's show, I was chatting to Frances Hayworth from Meath Women's Refuge and she said, Sinead, I have a story for you. It's a story of a lady that came to them and this lady wanted to share her story in written form and she would like me to read the story out to you today. So her name has obviously been changed to protect her identity. So this is Michelle's story. Michelle first came to me, the Women's Refuge and Support Services for Help when her children were aged 10 and 11. And this is what she says. I remember the first day I contacted the refuge. I hadn't the courage to come in, so I phoned. I explained what had happened and asked would it be even considered abuse. I was advised over the phone to get a protection order, but I didn't have the courage. I attended a group programme every week for six months. It was a closed group of 14 women. We identified all the different types of abuse, financial emotional, psychological, physical, humiliation. But for me, personally, the overwhelming feeling when it came to my abuser was fear. It took me a long time to summon up the courage to leave. We were women from from all walks of life, but our pain was universal. Through counselling and reassurance from Mead Women's Refuge, I finally summoned up the courage to get a protection order. Having somebody accompany me to court was life-changing for me. I have made peace with myself that this was not my fault. I did the best I could in an impossible situation. I protected myself and our children who were aged 10 and 11 at the time. Surviving the abuse or breaking free is not a triumph. Unfortunately, the scars will always be there. Some days are easier and some days are harder. On the more difficult days, I did call in. 
That's the huge advantage of having a local service and speaking to somebody who just understands. So that's Michelle's story and I thank her so much for sharing it because it's immensely difficult to, you know, put this down on paper and to and to trust me to, to share her story for her. So I, I admire her for doing that. Talking to Frances last, uh, on Monday, one in four. So one in four women are experiencing domestic violence and abuse at the moment. And this is what we are doing on the station. We are raising awareness of this. We are discussing this. We are promoting the services here locally. And what we want to do as well is we want desperately to raise money and funds for these people because people like Michelle need the refuge and support services. And as Francis was saying the other day, Stevens's day. Stevens's day is when they are going to get a huge influx of calls and people dropping into them and they do not want to be turning people away. So we have set up an iDonate link. Please, please, please give what you can to this. We know that it's Christmas time. There's a lot going on, but even a couple of euro is going to make such a difference. So if you log on to idonate.ie forward slash fundraiser forward slash LMFM. Okay, so idonate.ie forward slash fundraiser forward slash LMFM. All of the numbers and emails and websites and social media Media for the local refuges. You can find them as well on lmfm.ie. My favourites, Peace and Earth, Little Drummer Boy, Bing Crosby and David Bowie together. Now, just want to let you know, there's a charity tractor run happening on the 10th of December and all funds are being raised in aid of SAFE. It's suicide awareness for everyone. So they're saying, join us again this year for the lights and festive spectacles of our fundraising tractor run through the local villages. And it's in the Castle Bellingham area and uh, they're going to be releasing the route and details but just let people know that there is that charity tractor run happening on the 10th of December. Now if like me you would you know like to maybe upskill or take up a new you know maybe something in the new year you know a new challenge maybe but the idea of going back to education is a little bit daunting and also you don't have like huge amounts of time well this is going to be for you DKIT it's sort of a bite-sized version of their courses so they're part-time courses um, but they are being rolled out kind of you know you don't need to kind of sign up for a full-time thing so it might be just a day a week and it's not this kind of multi-year courses so we're going to be finding out more about this with Dr. Connor Brady it's the ACC. S or Accumulation of Credits and Certification of Subjects. That's what it's called and it's rolling out in DQIT. We're going to find out more next. The 11 to 1 show. Would you like to continue or perhaps go back to education but the idea of taking on a full-time course doesn't really suit? Well, perhaps you might be interested in this. It's a new initiative being rolled out in DKIT called ACCS or Accumulation of Credits and Certification of Subjects. It allows you to attend DKIT part-time and study individual modules without having to commit to a full-time multi-year course. Joining me now to tell us more is Dr. Connor Brady. He's a lecturer in the BA Arts at DKIT and he's leading this new initiative. Connor, thank you so much for joining me. Hi Sinead, great to join you to talk about this. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, you're so welcome because, you know, something like this, like a lot of people would like to return maybe to education or to continue it, but maybe they're unable to commit full time. So this really solves the problem for people. Tell me, how did the ACCS initiative come about? 
Well, um, as you probably know, listeners will be aware that we have a very wide range of um, full-time day courses. And we also have a very strong offering in the uh, um, part-time area as well. They're normally um, evening courses. Um, and they often lead to um, qualification certificates or past degrees or honours degrees. But there's a significant commitment in that, you know, mm. whether it's daytime or, or evening time. So one of the, um, the, the the possibilities that we were exploring recently is that to let people come in or give people access to individual modules. Now, modules are the basic building block that go into um, any of these bigger qualifications. Um, they're the kind of bite-sized chunks that, uh, that make up a, a, a bigger programme. Um, normally, when um, students come in, um, uh, they would study five or six of these modules per term or per semester. And over a number of years, they kind of accumulate and they add up to a full qualification or certificate or degree or, or, or whatever. So that, you know, again, it, it is a big commitment mm. and uh, not everybody's in that sort of position. So we're, we're opening up the possibility to, to, for people to take us kind of one chunk at a time, one bite at a time. Um, so we've selected a number of um, um, modules um, across uh, the, uh, the School of Business and Humanities mm-hmm. to start with anyway. Um, and uh, we're, we're offering people the opportunity to come in. And we've, we've bundled the, um, the delivery for each module so that they're delivered within one day. Um, so people can come oh, in handy, to the college yeah. on campus, mm. yeah, yeah, uh, for for um, one day and study over the course of uh, the uh, um, the, the second term, the second semester this year, from January to early May. So one day a week um, is not, the, not the height much, of the, the commitment. Yeah, no, not, not, not much to much. commit, absolutely, and particularly if somebody's working full time. So can you give us an example of the kinds of courses on offer then? Oh well, we have a list of. 27 different modules um, okay, so at, at the moment. Yeah. So they're, they're across the four departments. There's Department of Humanities, Department of Hospitality, Department of Business Studies and the Department of Management and Financial Studies. So a number of those modules will be very useful kind of jobs-based, um, yeah. skills-based uh, um, modules for people who are in employment. So with things like business computing applications, workplace communication skills, web development, elements of business law, management information systems, uh, in the hospitality area, there's one that jumps out at me is the art of pastry. Oh. That's kind of aimed at um, you know, professional um, um, you know, um, people employed in, in, in kitchens or the culinary area of hospitality. Yeah, and handy if you want to go on the yeah, yeah, handy um, if you want to go on the British Bake Off or something as well. <laughs> oh yeah, if you did this course, you'd be, <laughs> be a, you, you'd have a serious advantage going on to that. Um, there's in the humanities area again, it's. Um, very kind of timely given that we're still just about in the uh, the, uh, the decade of centenaries there's, yeah. a, there, the, there's of course the Ireland 1912 to 1932 revolution and counter-revolution so that that is a, a, a very interesting one. Now again it may not lead to a job as such but again yeah. people may want to take a course out of pure interest, out of exactly. the love of, uh, of finding out more um, so not everything has to be targeted on, uh, on, on on getting a job. Most of them are kind of jobs based, but there are a few other ones like that as well that uh, that may uh, um, um, uh, appeal absolutely if you like. Yeah, no, that definitely um, would appeal because like someone that's retired, they maybe that would you know always wanted to maybe explore a topic like that. That's very very interesting. So say for example, I'm doing the the web development or something like that uh, part time with yourselves. Do I still then go on to receive like a nationally recognised qualification, or is that that's something that's in the future. 
That's in the future. Basically, if you complete any of these modules um, and, and there is a certain amount of assessment involved, you'll get a transcript of your credits, the credits that you earn, academic credits. Now, you may go on to do further study down the line and the credits that you've earned here will possibly count towards that so you'd get exemptions or, or, or whatever. Um, at the moment, um, it, it, you, you, you get your credit, you get a transcript and you get whatever skills you learn as well, which are extremely useful. But over time, we would hope um, that it will develop into something bigger and that people can uh, can dip in and out as suits them and that it will lead to a, 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 maybe a certificate and, or yeah. ultimately a, a, a degree. But that's a little bit along the way at, at this stage. Absolutely. So do people need any sort of entry requirements or kind of qualifications or anything yeah, like that? Or how, what's yeah. the requirement there? Um, well, the, the the entry requirements are are, are listed there. Um, again, it's it's orientated towards the leaving cert. Yeah. Um, now, uh, not everybody interested in these courses will necessarily have a recent leaving cert. So part of the application process is to update a recent CV. Mm-hmm. So we'll take into account the full range of uh, of learning a person has done and their, their experience. So don't be put off by the leaving cert requirements. They're listed. But, you know, if you don't feel you don't meet those requirements, apply anyway. And we we'll look at every single application. You're not doing a full programme, so we yeah. do have a, a degree of discretion. But we do need to know that people are up to you know the, the, the standards, that, you know, and, and they're capable of doing the of courses. Course. We don't yeah. want people to sign up and be totally at sea and feel, oh, go look, you know, this isn't for me. And we want to match up people um, properly so that they can do their best, you know. Absolutely. Uh, but but don't put don't don't be put off. We have a query box on the website as mm-hmm. well, so if people want to inquire before they commit. That's absolutely fine. Um, we can answer whatever queries and we'd encourage as many people as possible to take a look at these and ideally sign up as well. Absolutely, because as you say, you're you're accepting people now in January so people can apply kind yeah. of from now on, yes? That's right. The website yep. is live. Um, anybody wanting to find out further information can go on to the main dkit.ie website and on the homepage there, right up at the top, there's a scrolling carousel where the second item out of four there. So it may, you may not see it immediately when you log on, but it'll be the second item to scroll along. And if you click on that link, um, it, it'll bring you there. So it's School of Business and Humanities Short Courses. That's that's what it's called. Or, or if you want to Google it directly, it's DKIT uh, Business and Humanities Short Courses. That'll get you to the page. And all of the information is there and the uh, the application details as well. Fantastic. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, it absolutely <laughs> does, Connor. And I think it's a great Good. idea for people. It's a great resource for somebody that's trying to upskill in their job and, and as well as that someone that wants yeah. to kind of continue their, their education. It's a it's a great, great idea. Thank you it so much. It doesn't necessarily suit everybody, but, uh, yeah. but hopefully some people will be, uh, it, it will cater for them. So absolutely. To, uh, to us. We might talk to you again about f- further developments down the line. Oh, do, of course. Absolutely. Keep us updated on this. And thank you so much for joining me today. Great. Thank you, Sinead. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dr. Connor Brady there. If you're interested, dkit.ie. And as he mentioned there, it's on the scrolling carousel. It's the second option there if you want to click and find out more. Niall Horan, Slow Hands on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now I have a lovely prize up for grabs again in association with Fairy House. All the details of that competition on the way. 11 to 1 show. It's competition time. Yes. 
The Bar One Winter Festival of Racing is happening this weekend in Fairy House with a top class racing card on both Saturday and Sunday. And here is your chance to win a Fairy House racing bundle for two. So what do you get? Well, you get free admission and race card. You get a free bet, a food voucher and a complimentary drink and very nice prize. All you have to do to win is answer this very simple question. Name the famous jockey who is taking part in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Do we know the answer? Of course you do. Very easy. 086-1800-658, please, for your answers. Don't forget to put your own details on it as well. And you could be winning that fantastic racing bundle from Fairy House. So name the famous jockey who is taking part in I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here this year. 086-1800-658. Walking on cars with speeding cars, LMFM's 11 to 1. Want to say a big well done and congratulations to Mary Byrne. You're in Navin and Mary is the second entrant in the Navin Town Centre Christmas Spin and Win competition. This is very exciting. It's going to be happening live right here on LMFM on the 23rd of December the buzz the anticipation now what happens with this competition is every time you spend 50 euro across any of the shops in Navin Town Centre you'll have the opportunity to enter their spin and win draw so all you do is pop your entry form into the draw drum located in Navin Town Centre and stay tuned right here to find out if you're a lucky winner like Mary Byrne in Navin second entrant in the Navin Town Centre Christmas spin and win competition so fantastic and all you have to do is spend 50 euro in any of the stores there so Navin Town Centre is the place to be shopping and of course we are very much supporting local this Christmas coming up on the show we're going to be meeting Mead's favourite retailer fantastic this has been such a lovely competition voted by you so we'll be meeting him a little bit later on now getting back to the music here's Rima and Selena Gomez Rima Selena Gomez calm down now, it is Word Fillery Wednesday and I do have a mystery word for you. That's on the way. And we're going back in time to the time of Thomas Edison in the Northeast Update. That's all to come. The 11 to 1 show. A pot walloper. Pot walloper. What are we thinking this means? It is Word Fillery with Grace Tierney a little bit later on. It's the time of the month where we explore the fascinating origin stories behind words we use all the time and words we should use more often, like pot walloper. Now, the only rule with this is that you cannot Google, okay? You cannot Google what pot walloper actually means. I want you to tell me what you think it means. 086 658 is it like another word for an angry chef? You know the way they'd be banging pots around the place? That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. A pot walloper. What do we think it means? 086-1800-658. And Grace will be joining us a little bit later on. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 On this day in 1877, US inventor Thomas Edison demonstrates his hand-cranked phonograph for the first 
first time it was his first major invention and the one that earned him the monkier the Wizard of Menlo Park as the invention was so unexpected by the public as to appear magical so there you go and today is Square Dancing Day I know it's existing to celebrate the square dance form of folk dancing and a great excuse to get out and do the do-si-do LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's the four of us with Mary still to come. I'm going to be meeting Mead's favourite retailer as voted by you. And Grace Tierney is back with more word fillery. The 11 to 1 show. I'm going to be meeting Mead's favourite retailer as voted by you right after Bruno Mars. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Leona Lewis is currently on her Christmas with Love tour. We caught up with her and asked about the time she performed Bleeding Love with Taylor Swift. I met Taylor Swift years ago. I think at like a VMA's performance or something. I think I was like sitting on the curb outside and she came up to me and she was just like, I love your voice, I love your songs. She was just so sweet, so kind. And just throughout the years, she's just always been very supportive and she wants to perform Bleeding Love and sing with me. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So I went to Nashville and it was amazing. She was lovely as always, so supportive as always. She just really wanted me to shine and she was like, just take it away. Chris Evans has heard the rumours of a possible Avengers reunion in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's next phase, but no one's approached him about it thus far. The star made an appearance on The View where he discussed the rumours and if he'd ever return to his role of Captain America. He said that no one's spoken to me about it and look, I would never say never, but I'm very protective. It's a very precious role to me, so it would have to be just right. The new Wonka movie comes out in just over a week. Matt Lucas stars in it and he hopes that there'll be another Wonka movie. He plays Prodnose, who's a chocolate maker that dislikes Wonka. I just like to come back. I hope they'll do another Wonka film and the chocolatiers can get their revenge on on Wonka because that needs to happen because we cannot have a young upstart like him selling chocolate on our turf. We can't have it. That's the buzz. I'm Max. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, we have just loved this competition over the past few weeks in association with Meath Chamber of Commerce and their My Meath Shop Local Initiative. We were asking you to vote for your favourite retailer in County Meath and we had a huge response. And now the overall winner has been crowned. It's A&M News and Gifts in Kells and I'm delighted to have Martin McHugh from the shop and also Paula McCall. She is CEO of Meath Chamber of Commerce. They're in the studio. How are you getting on, guys? Oh, well, great. Thanks very much for having us here. Great to have you. Now, Martin, I'm going to start with you. First of all, you must just be on cloud nine to be voted Meath's favourite retailer by your customers is, is fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't get over it. Yeah, it's so important. It's so important that the customer, you know, thinks so much of us to vote in, in, so, in such a large number to get us here. So, yes, I, I, I can't express enough how 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 good it feels! And tell us a little bit about the business. Uh, you're celebrating a very important birthday, a big milestone, this aren't month, you? This month, yeah, forty-one years. Forty-one years, and uh, you there sort of since the start, or how did it all come about? Oh no, from the start, yeah, we started on the twelfth of November, nineteen eighty-two, 
and it's just been going from strength to strength every year with with the support of the customers of course and all the, the nice people who work for us as well and and what's the secret of the longevity is it the customers coming back the whole time oh absolutely absolutely and 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 us our dedication to it and hard work and and trying to make sure that we have what the customer wants when they want it at the right price well, speaking of that, I was on your fantastic website, by the way, this morning, amnewskells.ie. What do you not sell? I think I'd be <laughs> quicker asking you that one, Martin. You have everything and everything in here, don't you? Well, I think over the years we've sold basically everything except cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's... Uh, but my car is for sale as well, if anybody wants it. <laughs> So uh, it's it's basically a news agent's like the general run of a news agent's, but you do it's gifts as well. So give us sort of an idea. What have you got in there now for Christmas? Well, initially it was a news agent's and gift shop. Uh, we, we we've always sold drapery, gifts, jewelry, toys, um, cosmetics, perfumes. Uh, I can't think what we don't sell actually. Yeah. To be honest with you, you know, and everything sells. And when we introduce a new product or a new item. Uh, the the people at Kells seem to love it and they love the fact that we make that effort to to have these new items for them when they want them. Now you were saying something to me there in the in the break about like any time of the day or night when someone might be in need of anything they can they can come to they yourself. Think of us. <laughs> they do. They do. He, he said to me, "From it could be a wedding gift to a pregnancy test." Basically, is what he said to me here. But uh, to, you know the the fact that you've lasted, as, I suppose, as long as you have and still going from strength to strength in Kells, you know, is absolutely about the local people returning and shopping there. It and is, Christmas yeah. so important to to, to yeah. continue that yeah well we, we yeah we try to give the people everything they need you know at the right price and when they want it that's what we try to do all the time and we try to be very customer friendly as well um sometimes we don't win but we we try hard <laughs> you definitely do try hard absolutely i want to bring paula in beside you there paula this has just been such a lovely competition and thank you so much for for coming to us with it it's just been lovely to see listeners really engage with it and to vote for the the retailer i mean it's the, some of the feedback that we're getting from favorite retailers has just been brilliant are, are you delighted with how it's gone yeah, so when when we sat down to sort of uh, create this uh, awareness, I suppose, and showcase retail within the county, we were trying to think, what would we do? And we looked at various competitions and different ways, promotional pieces. And then we thought, OK, well, look, why don't we just leave this with the consumer, I suppose? So we all know about the wide variety of local shops that are in the county. And we know that the, the, the important role that they play within the communities. They are the backbone of our towns and our main streets and side streets and back streets I suppose so it's vitally important that we showcase promote and support them um, so I suppose when we started off with uh, who is Mead's favourite retailer we weren't sure how it would go but once from day one when Chris announced it on the morning show maybe two weeks ago and straight away the nominations yeah. were pouring in so everywhere from you know Narber to Enfield and Oldcastle to Betty's Town we were just we, there were shops who, that we didn't even realise existed and um, we found the stories were so engaging as well and we got to know an awful lot more of the retailers within our county and be able to promote them with that so um, so we're delighted with 
Friday he there was a the lines opened for voting yeah. and um and we were again unsure will will the customer support but it was just we were just completely blown away by the the response so I suppose it's a testament to what to community spirit yeah it's a testament really to how we all can support one another so we need our our shops and we need to support them and uh, you're too late talking about the, how it's an awful pity that we have lost shops in mm. our towns if we don't go out and support obviously Obviously, as the gifting season, we're in the gifting season now. So our, our our message as a Chamber of Commerce and every Chamber of Commerce up and down the country is the same message. Please think local, yeah. shop local, click local, support local. Um, and because the, the spin off effect of spending a euro locally can be seen so uh, clearly. It's like a you ripple know, it's, effect. It's really a is. ripple effect from yeah. that. And it's been a tough year for retail. Uh, Mark, no one no one better than Martin over the 42 years can tell you it's been a particularly tough year. Um, you know, the cost, the, the cost of living crisis, not to mention energy and and uh, the the temporary closure and tower mines is really having yes. an impact on retail. So um, as a Chamber of Commerce, we've come up with this initiative a couple of years ago now, um, the My Meads gift card. Great idea, by the way, for people who are, do you know, the awkward person now, Paula, in your life who you're going, ah, listen, what will I buy this person? This is a fantastic idea. Yeah, well, thanks, Sinead. (laughs) We think we think so. Um, So it's it's it came. We we, we, we launched it out in in COVID um, and we're we're. Like it's it's there to support retail. That's our function as Chamber of Commerce is to support business, and that's what this card clearly does. Um, we were very lucky at the time to get support from from. Um, uh, local experts to help us set it up. Uh, there's 400 plus places to spend a My Meads card within the county, and literally, if you go onto the MyMeads.ie website on the Where to Spend section, you'll see you can spend it everywhere across the county, in store and online, which is fantastic. Um, so, from the retailer's perspective, there's no charge to mm-hmm. register to accept. From the cardholder's perspective, there's no hidden charges or nasty fees like some of the other gift cards that are out there. The money is yours to spend. It's all about spending it. The retailer won't benefit unless the money's spent. Yeah, so we don't we don't want the money sitting on cards. We want them to go out and spend. And all of our promotion is around spend, spend, spend. And um, and then the retailer benefits and ultimately your local community and your local economy benefits with with the with the with the euro that circulates. So the money stays in the county. And um, you can buy online or you can drop into the chamber. You can buy on mymeads.ie. You mm-hmm. can call into the shop at the chamber in Navin. Uh, we're across from Navin Travel and the New Grinch Hotel. We're on the corner there. Um, or you can buy online for next day postage um, and you can pick them up in some of the credit unions and you can pick them up in some of the retailers. And Martin is a prime example here. You can Absolutely. pick up your Miami card in AM Kells as well. So um, that's what it's all about. It's yeah. a, uh, it's 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 about keep it local. So. Absolutely. It really, really is. And Martin, we have to mention as well. Uh, tell us about the lady who nominated you. Oh, Linda. Yes. Oh, she's a trooper. There's no doubt about it. And I was coming out of the bank. Yes. Was it yesterday or the other day? And uh, I say, I hear some, somebody shouting at me, I hope you voted. And I look and it's Linda driving past in her Jeep, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just a trooper, yeah, just a trooper. So she's advocating for you, she really is. Well, listen, I want to congratulate you once again for going above and beyond for your customers. Vote, uh, getting this award is absolutely fantastic and a nice boost in the run up to Christmas. I wish you continued success in the business as well. And thank you both uh, so, so much for joining me today. 
Thank you very much. MyMeath.ie, that is where you can find the gift card. Such a handy idea as well for somebody that you're thinking of, oh, who am I going to get this present for? Well, you don't need to worry because MyMeath.ie is where you can get it. Now, I'm going to take a quick break and we are back with Word Foolery with Grace. It's time for Word Foolery Wednesday. Word Foolery Wednesday on LMFM with Grace Tierney. Yes, it is. Word Foolery, the time of the month where we explore the fascinating origin stories behind words we use all the time and words we should use more often. And this month, our words are brought to you by the letter P. Author Grace Tierney is on the line. How are you getting on, Grace? I'm very well. Hiya. And now I do have quite a few in for our mystery word. If you missed this, by the way, earlier on, OK, it's pot Walloper, and all you have to do is just basically whatever you think is the meaning of that word. Don't Google it to oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. Lots on the same theme, and actually, it could be my fault. We'll get to some of them a little bit later on. But we're kicking off with pumpernickel. Pumpernickel, yeah. I just think it's a cool word. It is a cool word. <laughs> it's good fun to say. Um, I don't know about you, I'm not actually a big fan of pumpernickel bread, so apologies for that. Um, but I do like the way that breads are very regional. I think, this is, I, you know, if you travel and you look in the local shops or whatever, and you're like, oh, what's different here? The bread is always different. And I think it comes down to the climate and what grains they grow. So like Irish soda bread would obviously be the traditional original one here, and it doesn't need yeast but yeast needs heat and wouldn't like a drafty, damp cottage on a winter's day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So soda bread works really well in the Irish climate. Whereas if you go to France or Italy, it's lovely and warm and they've got their baguettes and their ciabattas, which are delicious. And they thrive in the heat because they're using the yeast. But then if you go towards Germany, you get the rye breads and kind of Eastern Europe in general. Not my favourite, but they do include pumpernickel. So it comes into the English language in the 1700s and it describes a coarse, dark rye bread, which is super popular with people who like red breads. Um, and it's a direct import of the word from Westphalian low German dialect. So Westphalia uh, is now an area, quite a large area in modern Germany. It includes the cities of Cologne and Dusseldorf. But at the time, it was an independent state because Germany hadn't united at that stage. And they spoke their own language, Westphalian, and they had the word pumpernickel. So, but the loaf's name actually mm-hmm. came from slang. It was something you would call a stupid person. So oh. if you wanted to insult them, you would call them a pumpernickel, right? <laughs> and it was brilliant. It compounded two words. So one is pumpern, the verb to break wind. Lovely. And nickel. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going lowbrow today. <laughs> I have to warn you. I mean, it is words given to you by the letter P. Yes. Anyway, so we had pumpern to break wind and then we had nickel, which was a goblin, a lout or a rascal. So basically, if you called somebody a pumpernickel, you were calling them a farting goblin. <laughs> Right, I just love. I heard this. I went right. I have to put this in the radio. Um, so I'm hoping that rye bread doesn't have such an explosive effect. But the original name for it was crankbrot, which literally translates as sick bread. So presumably it didn't make you sick. It was something you ate when you were unwell. You know, kind of comfort yeah. food. Um, I'm hoping so. But either way, I don't think sick bread is really a great brand name. No. Now, don't see farting that goblin farting goblin come on somebody's got to name like a craft beer or a, a, brewer, a brewery or a bakery yes. needs to have farting goblin yeah. seriously I'm all on board happen. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic pumpernickel uh, moving to pandemonium 
Yeah, this is a shorter story, um, but it is a word I use quite often. So when, when all hell breaks loose in my house, there's pure pandemonium going on. Um, and it's an invented word. I quite enjoy the ones oh. that are just made up by yeah, somebody. Yeah. Um, it's invented by John Milton and he invented it in 1667. So we know exactly when it was made up because he was writing his epic poem, Paradise Lost, which I studied for my leaving search oh, back God in the you. day. Mm. Yeah, well, we didn't have to do the whole thing. Thank God it was just an extract. I mean, it was good, but it was long. Yeah. Um, and he liked to do his words. So he used Pandemonium as the name of the palace in the middle of hell. This was Satan's capital city. And he coined it from uh, Greek and Latin. So pan means Greek for all. Uh, and that's using a few English words. And then demonium uh, goes back to Greek and Latin for evil spirits or mm. minor demons. So it was all demons, the place where all the demons gathered. And it was designed to be a directly opposite word to pantheon, which is a group or place of gods. So it was kind of the opposite balancing thing of gods and demons. But later meanings for pandemonium expanded. So we have place of uproar from 1779 and wild lawless confusion which is kind of what I'm using it as <laughs> um, from the 1800s onwards but I think they all fit with the whole idea of wild demons yeah. running around the capital of hell I like that I do like mm. that prevarication is it? <laughs> I love when she's I do just, this to you, Sinead. Yeah, I'm so like, sorry. There's another one, by the way, that's coming up that I'm oh, right. over here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a bad day. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even an intentional one. Prevarication. There you go. Prevar so you can prevaricate or you can listen to a prevarication. So the history of prevarication is really crooked and it will take a, a few loops around. So bear with me. So prevarication arrived in English in the late 1300s. That's quite an old word, but I am going to presume we had people lying before the 1300s. So it was new word for lying. It was originally spelled completely differently. Um, I'm going to try this one, prevarication, I think, yeah. which doesn't even sound English, but that's no. how it's written. Um, and it described any divergence from the right course, any breaking of a law or breaking of a commandment. So they're all quite major things. It's not just telling a little white lie, which is, I think is how I would think of uh, prevarication nowadays. Mm. It was borrowed by English from Old French, uh, prevarication, uh, which was breaking God's laws. And before that, from Latin, this gets even longer, uh, prevarications, yes, uh, which was duplicity, not following duty or good behaviour. And its Latin roots are absolutely fascinating. So it comes from prevarication, this is killing me today, prevaricari. <laughs> Um, which is to make a false accusation or literally it translates as to walk crookedly. And we're mm. going to come back to crookedly. Yeah. Um, in church Latin, it was used as a verb meaning to transgress, you know, the laws of God, yes. basically. Um, the Latin word is compounded from pre, meaning before, which is a prefix used in words like, for example, prefix. Um, and this is joined to vacari, to straddle. And now, to straddle a horse, right, or a bicycle. Mm. Um, and it connects to another word, varus, which means bow-legged. So this gives the whole word a sort of an overall sense of crookedness. So mm. if you're prevaricating that you're, you know, that your body is even crooked in its posture and its, its physicality. So it's a whole new level to being crooked or to describe somebody who's untrustworthy as being a crook. So it oh, all connects in. Yes. I, which I just think is fascinating. 
So prevarication may have started as transgressions against church rules, but by the 1600s, it's describing any form of evasion, quibbling, dishonesty, minor white lies, which is more the meaning we use today. However, I found a little bit more to the story thanks to Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable. He repeats that the Latin roots relate to straddling and being crooked or zigzag. But he explains that Pliny, so Pliny was a Roman author and naturalist. He was a naval commander. He wrote loads of fascinating books, including ones that described mythical beasts, uh, which are a little bit embellished to say the least. Okay, So Pliny (laughs) wasn't, you know, he wasn't always truthful or accurate. However, he claimed that the Latin term was originally applied to farmers who ploughed a crooked ridge in Mm. their fields. And then later prevarication was used to describe the actions of men who gave crooked answers in the law courts or lied and deviated from the straight line of the truth. So to me, it's completely amazing that 2000 years later, we still ask people to be straight with us, accuse them of prevarication or of being crooked. And it all boils down to Roman farmers who told lies and couldn't plough a straight line. (laughs) I love that. That is absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah, that's a great story behind that one. Uh, Peregrination Mm -hmm. is our next one. It is. Now, I know you like the movies. Have have you seen Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff? You're familiar. Grand. Hopefully your listeners are as well. So a peregrination is a long or meandering journey. And it's the sort of journey that the hobbits would have taken in The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings books. And we will come back to The Hobbits. So peregrination entered English in the late 1500s from the Latin word peregrinatus, meaning to travel abroad or to wander. Peregrinus was used as the Latin word for a foreigner or a pilgrim. And this is something that I'm pretty sure Tolkien, who wrote those books and was an Oxford University linguistics professor, definitely knew because he named one of the travelling hobbits Peregrine Tuck. He was the one that was called Pippin for short. Oh, yes. So it's a little tip of the head of they're going to go on a journey uh, which I just think is really sweet. And he does a lot of that in his books. So I, we could do a whole <laughs> program oh, about Tolkien because yeah. he was really into language. But foreign, in the case of peregrination, comes from the Latin adverb peregre, meaning from outside Roman territory. So technically, that means if you want to peregrinate, you need to do so outside the lands that were ever conquered by Rome. Now, that includes all of Ireland, right? Mm -hmm. So if you take a walk today, please remember that you are peregrinating, not walking, (laughs) and be polite to any hobbits that you should encounter. (laughs) Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Now, we're moving to our mystery word, which always provides such great entertainment. This week, it's pot walloper. I just said, is it like an angry chef who's banging pots around. <laughs> Margaret in Kilbesson okay. says, is it a cleaner? Is it somebody who washes pots or hard working? Sinead, is it a pot you have for intruders that enter the house? <gasps> oh, I love that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, pot Walloper, is it trying to cook the Christmas turkey, ham and veg at the same time left to the last minute, says Anne in Drogheda. I would say, oh no, this person thinks I'm saying cod's wallop. Okay, no, no, no. Pot Walloper. But I love Codswallop. Uh, mm. A great word for today. Oh, no, this is a different thing. Hang on a second. Uh, pot Walloper, general dog's body, a person who's left to do everything, says somebody else. Is yeah. a Pot Walloper someone who wallops the pot because the porridge, <laughs> the porridge is stuck to it? If it is, I have a new title. It happens to me regularly as I forget to turn off the ring of the cooker, says this message. Is it, um, oh, 
Wendy, this is good. Could it be when a child gets into the cupboard, takes out all the pots and lids, then sits in the middle of the floor banging them all together? Yeah, maybe. I love, love that. that. Another one with the washing pots and dishes. Is it a person that lives in a home that their fire boils pots? Okay, so you're boiling water over the pot or the fire kind of thing. Someone who works hard in the kitchen, a pot walloper, is when you meet the wife after staying out too long in the pub. Uh, <laughs> you're getting tells us with the pot yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay yeah. lots of the same team what what are we thinking what is this well it is related to pots I grant okay. you that I mean they're they're slightly on the, I now have this vision of the pot walloper being the Swedish chef from the Muppets yes to what you said at the beginning <laughs> yes. yeah they're all very vivid I like all of those they were very very good um, and the idea of having a pot to hit the burglar in the middle of the night yeah classic <laughs> I have yeah as a cast iron pot that burglar is not coming back as yes. I say but anyway we probably shouldn't encourage people to do that um well, first of all, I need to thank the, the BBC History podcast, You're Dead to Me, for this word, because I was listening to an episode and they mentioned it and I was like, oh, have to do this. Perfect for the mystery <laughs> word. And um, it's actually a really good podcast, uh, You're Dead to Me, and they do world history. So oh, if right. you're interested, give it a listen. Yeah. Now, so a pot walloper. Um, let me see. I think I should explain what this is all about. So a pot walloper is a word from the early 1700s. It is for somebody who boils their own food in a pot, but there's a little bit more to it okay. than that. Um, so it is to do with pot and it is about boiling food. So the wallop part comes from a very old ver- verb, uh, wall, which means to boil. Uh, it's from Old English. Mm-hmm. But pot walloper took on a completely new importance in the early 1800s because England really needed to sort out their voting system. Now, I vaguely remember this from my junior search, I think. So there's the idea of pocket boroughs and places where literally like only three people were the electors for the entire area and they could elect an MP and then the MP would pay them basically to get the job. So there was a lot of corruption and then just chaos really going on because the rules varied massively from place to place and desperately needed to be reformed, right? So some of the voting rights were restricted to those who had a hearth and a pot to boil upon it. And they were the pot wallopers. Oh. Yeah. So it's actually English voting rights. Now, that's not how they do it anymore. <laughs> they fixed it since. <laughs> but pot walloping is to do with voting, not oh. to do with cooking at all. Ah, yeah. there you go. Oh, well, you see, I sent them off on a rabbit hole. Do you know what I mean? That's you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that's like your that. job. It's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Grace, as always, thank you so much for all of those fascinating stories behind words we use every day and words we really should use more often. We will chat to you hopefully again before Christmas. Yeah, I hope so. Absolutely brilliant. And you can get more information on all of Grace's writing and work and everything else. Wordfoolery.wordpress.com The 11 to 1 show I have music from Dermot Kennedy on the way, but it's time for the competition. Just a reminder on this one, if you missed it earlier on, the Bar One Winter Festival of Racing is happening this weekend in Fairy House with a top class racing card on both Saturday and Sunday. And I want to give you a chance to win a Fairy House racing bundle for two. So you have free admission race card, a free bet, food voucher and a complimentary drink. It is a fantastic prize. All you have to do to win is answer this question. Name the famous jockey who is taking part in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. 
Do we know? Lots of people do. 086-1800-658. Don't forget to put your own details on it as well. So the famous jockey who's taking part in I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here for your chance to win that fantastic racing bundle all with thanks. Erma Kennedy with Don't Forget Me. Now it's time for the jobs. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Gosh Energy Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes Visit localheroes.ie A part-time carer is required to support a lady in her own home in Kingscourt If you're interested please call June You can get her on 085 720 3792 So that's 085 720 3792 And don't forget the details of the jobs can be found on our local job section on LMFM.ie LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Gosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie Oh, absolutely love that one, Slade. Merry Christmas, everyone. How would you like a holiday worth €3,000 or maybe a PlayStation 5? I'm going to be giving you details of the Scotch Hall competition next. Frankie Dettori that is the name of the jockey that is in the jungle right now and I can say Seamus McCormick in Navin you are going along to Fairy House this weekend congratulations to you also want to say a big congratulations to Maureen Cunningham she won a 500 euro voucher from Dunn Stores and an art set from the Art and Hobby Shop and she has a chance to win a holiday worth €3,000 in Santa's Shop and Snap promotion. It's running now at all outlets in Scotch Hall Shopping Centre. Would you like a chance as well? Well, every time you spend €30 Euro or more across any of the shops in Scotch Hall, you're in with a chance to win some great prizes each week, including that holiday. Christmas vouchers, a free year of cinema, a PlayStation 5 and lots more. And this week's prize is a luxury hamper from Permanent TSB and a €150 Euro gift voucher from Peter Marks oh you can get the new hairdo before Christmas to be in with a chance to win this great prize upload a picture of your receipt using Scotch Hall's QR code entry form and stay tuned right here to see if you're a winner so Scotch Hall shop in snap promotion it is now on finishing out the show for today that is my lot on the show thank you so much for your company enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you again tomorrow Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring here for you. Hey!